This is the Plain English Real Estate Show with your host, Rowena Patton, a show that focuses on the real estate market in terms you can easily understand. Call Rowena now. The number is 240-9962 or 1-800-570-9962. Now here's the English girl in the mountains, the agent that I would trust, Rowena Patton. Good morning and Happy New Year from the Real Estate News Radio Show. I'm Randy Houston, the producer of the Real Estate News Radio Show with Rowena Patton. Rowena is your host and is the owner of the All-Star Powerhouse Real Estate Agency here in Asheville. Rowena and the agents and everyone at the Powerhouse are taking this New Year's weekend off. And Ro wanted to go back through the year 2021 and pick out some of the more interesting phone calls to the show. So that's what today's real estate news radio show is calls from you the listeners during 2021 happy new year everyone good morning david where are you calling in from this morning i'm calling in from fletcher yay i love fletcher we just saw the in fletcher (laughs) so do we (laughs) what's the weather like in fletcher david well it's absolutely sunny but it's a little nippy yeah you are dead right there. I think, I think it's in, in the high 20s. Actually. Ooh, it definitely looks a lot warmer than it is outside. It is. And that's beautiful. what makes you feel, yeah. I, I don't know, there's something about the something about the sunshine. And for those of you listening around the country, David is in Fletcher, which is south. You get a little bit, just a little bit more for your money in Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And most of Fletcher is just across the Buncombe County line in Henderson County. Yeah. And Henderson County, you definitely get more for your money. And you don't pay as much taxes, right, David? That is correct. Unfortunately, I, I walk out of my front door across the street, and then I'm in Henderson County. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, really. That's so funny. The county line is right across your street. And I see a country song coming on there, David. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, too. Although I do have a funny story for you about the house that we're in now. Awesome. I had my right knee replaced. I'm I'm a veteran, and I had it replaced at the VA hospital. Oh. And I, I came out of the anesthesia, and I was a, a little bit drunk from the anesthesia. And we'll believe uh, you. <laughs> my wife leans in and says, David? I said, yes. She said, I bought the house. I oh, said, no. two questions. <laughs> Which house and who, who are you? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you're still I married, got- David? <laughs> I got hit pretty hard on that one, yeah. Well, first off... I think off, leaned on my replaced knee a little bit, yeah. Oh. Uh, first off, thank you for your service. Yes, thank you very much. It was my honor to serve. Thank you. Well, I, you know, it, it's funny. I uh, This is like true confessions time, right? I actually watched a Hallmark movie last night that was based on a true story of a veteran and his dog. Hmm. And it was so moving. It was unbelievable. And... It, it, everybody thinks it's odd because I'm the English girl in the mountains and we sub, we do so much for veterans. I mean, we try and do as much as we can. It's only a little bit. We do Homes for Heroes and give 25% back of our commission. But I, I just, I am so appreciative and I don't think that uh, people realize what you go through and what it's like when you come back and frankly how little we do to support you. Mm-hmm. So anything we can do for veterans, let's all get out there and do it. Forty percent. Now of... I was. I'm sorry. I was in the service during Vietnam. Wow. And when I got home, I outprocessed through Fort Dix in New Jersey, and they said, "Don't go home in uniform." Hmm. I said, "I oh. beg your pardon." They, yeah. they don't like us very much. Don't go home in uniform. Ugh, that's awful. So it I'm, gives in a, me I'm in a pub. Yeah. I'm in a pub my first night home, and I'm chatting up this nice-looking woman, and she asked me where I'd been, and I told her with pride. And she spit on me and called me a baby burner. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. Well, I, I went outside sort of confused, and my ego said, well, the woman obviously has no taste. I'll just chat up another <laughs> woman. Well, the same thing happened. Oh. So now I'm outside, and I'm much more mission-oriented. So I start chatting up the third woman. She asked me where I've been. I told her I just got out of jail. Oh. <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh! Yikes! 
You yeah. have to have a sense of humor along with your ego. Yeah. Don't you? yeah. But David, what what ha- so is is that your now wife? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, I um, I duped her into marrying me. Oh, I see. I, I'm just wondering I what happened her. to the girl when you said I just got out of jail. Oh no, she liked the bad boy. Yeah, shit, that was. <laughs> oh my gosh, so that really worked. But it, it was it was never going to last. How old were you? So you're pretty young, probably at that point. I was probably twenty three. Twenty three, mm-hmm. just a baby. Yeah. It's so funny mm-hmm. because you know we work with a twenty four year old, and the thought of him having come back from war mm-hmm. a year ago, like it just blows your mind. Yeah, absolutely. think of any twenty three year old that you know. Coming back, you know, whether it's your son or your brother or your boyfriend, what am I missing here, um, or your grandson, think about that that 23-year-old being spat on when they've just uh, – like, it's just – it just gives me chills, yeah. honestly. So, anyway, well, thank you, you for your service, David. Yes, thank you very oh, much. Oh, no, it was my honor. Thank you. And yeah, you know, I, I think I have the answer to the trivia question. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, but I think I do. <laughs> I'm going to say 44 inches of annual rainfall. That is correct. Yay! Hey, and I'm think, right. I think it was all last week, right? <laughs> yeah, really. In fact, you can, you can deliver the Cadillac to my home in Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is nice. What's nice about living here is it does tend to come down in chunks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I mean by that is, you know, it comes down. We have a massive rainstorm, and then it's dry for a while. It's not yeah. like it rains all the time. I came up here from Miami, and it just all through the summer it rained and torrential rain. So sometimes it's not just about the amount of rainfall; it's about you know how frequent yeah. it is. Even in the summer, you know, we're very likely to get a daily thunderstorm, but it lasts an hour, two yeah. hours, and then it's sunny again. It's nice in the summer. Yeah, yeah. you can go out cool with things we down. Think- we, Rowena, we think the people of Western North Carolina all need to be drug tested. They're so darn friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, you, you've probably heard me, if you listen to the radio show regularly, you've probably heard me tell stories about that before, that when I was first here, it's like, uh, excuse me, why are you saying good morning? <laughs> you know, it's a little weird. Or, or the best one is when you're driving. Yeah. You're driving along and, and somebody, you know, actually lets you in. It's it's just bizarre because if you've lived in any big city before, that doesn't happen. Mm-mm. You know, people are trying to wave you out. I wave at strangers at stop signs, and people look at me like I've got three heads. I'm like, sorry, <laughs> just saying hello. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh my gosh. Well, David, thank you for buying uh, a home uh, across the county line. <laughs> There's definitely a country song in there. You have a wonderful day, my darling. And um, you didn't tell him what his prize was. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Realestatenewsradio.com. Click on win a prize on there. We have Sunnyside Trading down in the River Arts District. And who cares about the prize? But it is a nice prize. It's, it's a handmade um, mask, a very pretty handmade mask. Well, there's a whole bunch of different ones you can choose from. But just go there because it's amazing. It's, it's like an aircraft hangar full of all this stuff and it's antiques and art and it's just cool furniture paintings things that i don't even know what they are but i think they're really cool you know when you look up and you go what the heck's that but it's really cool and they go over to the to southeast asia and they bring it back themselves they don't just ship it in yeah they they go over on these buying trips to china and i think vietnam uh, maybe Thailand. Yeah, they've been mm-hmm. to Thailand as well. And they bring the, they hand pick everything. So a lot of these places, you know, the big box stores sell like the Asian stuff. And um, it comes over in big boxes. And you know that if you, I, I've been to Thailand and I know that they have these, uh, they're not really factories. They have a whole bunch of guys sitting down, cross legged, carving things. Hmm. And some of them can carve better than others. Surprise. And you know the ones who carve better than others are, get, are being shipped back to places like Sunnyside Trading and the other ones are going to the big box stores mm-hmm. or being sold to the tourists for you know $40 when you can buy it here for 10 so um, yeah Sunnyside Trading so go have a look there on realestatenewsradio.com just click on that that button win a prize and it's all yours David
Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yes, thank cool. you. I love your show. Congratulations. Way. It's really quite informative. Thank you. Well, that's what we're here for. So, uh, you know, the, there's things that if we can help you understand real estate a bit more, because it's not really that simple. If we can help you understand it a, a bit more, you'll make better decisions, make more money, and do all of this with more stress, which is what we're about. Less stress. Did I say more stress? Well, that's marvelous. Yeah, we like to give you a lot of stress, David. We're here to give you a my, lot of stress. My, my wife and I, my wife and I, were featured on the cover of Kiplinger's Personal Finance magazine hmm. for for a mortgage strategy that we um, followed. Oh, what is it? We were well. We we built a home in Lake Placid, New York. We emptied our bank account and took a seventy thousand dollar mortgage. Well, when the first amortization schedule came, my jaw hit the table and realized that we were buying one house and paying for three. Yep. So mm -hmm. I, found, I found an author named Mark Eisenson who wrote a book entitled The Banker's Secret. Hmm. So we, we followed his strategy and we made our mortgage payment. Then we wrote a separate check to the bank for $85. Under the memo, it said pay to principal mortgage number. Yeah. We cut, we cut $86,000 from our mortgage and shortened the term by 11 years. Wow. It's amazing when you do it. So you're talking about making that additional mortgage payment, right? Uh, on yes, the, and the, it's a little bit that makes a huge difference. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. That, that's definitely oh. a strategy to follow. It's a wonderful one. It's just the extra mortgage. But well, I'm saying just that because, you know, some people have lost their jobs right now not paying their mortgage at all. We're on a 20-year high for delinquencies. If you can afford to do it, absolutely that's a great strategy. The other thing when you're getting a mortgage, get a quote on a 15- and a 30-year mortgage, always. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. May, maybe a 20-year. The difference is extraordinary. Unbelievable. I refinanced my home, so I bought my home a couple of years ago. A year in, I refinanced it because I'd done some work and I knew I could take the PMI off. And I said, you know what, just go ahead and look at a 15-year instead of a 30-year, which, you know, at my grand old stage of life, is a really good thing to be able to do because it, my, I can't believe my mortgage will be paid off and I've still got plenty of life left, you know, mm -hmm. without having to pay a mortgage. So, because, uh, and the difference in payment between 15 and 30 is not oh. that substantial. Mine was uh, $88. Wow. It's ridiculous. I'd also gotten the uh, lower interest rate and taken the PMI off. So uh, without that, it would have been more like $120 or $140. But most of us, if we're working and, you know, maybe cut down on a few other things, because $140, like, whoa, you know, that's a lot of money. What is it really? You know, is it a few dinners out? Well, we're not going for those anymore anyway. <laughs> you know, not very often, my gosh. But if you can economize, imagine cutting 15 years off your mortgage. Mm -hmm. That is phenomenal. And then if you make an extra payment, imagine what happens then. So, yeah, thank you for, for educating everybody about that, David. And that book was The Banker's Secret, and it's Mark Isaacson. So definitely Mark take a Eisenson. look at Yeah. Uh, definitely um, and, take a look and at And the that. reason that we made Kiplinger's magazine is my wife is gorgeous. They didn't, they didn't care about me at all, but they wanted her on the magazine cover. Smart man. Smart man. So you married up, David. As you I did, indeed. She's perfect in every way but one. Uh-oh. Lousy judge of lousy judge of character. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. We need to have you as our resident comedian, I think. Yeah. You're you're good at this. And I think I just I just think I ran out, sorry. She, <laughs> she even married you after you told her that you got out of jail. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> All right, my day, darling, you bad, yeah. you have a wonderful day. What's your wife's name? Juliet. Juliet, oh, we beautiful. hear you're gorgeous and you have a beautiful name. And you married David, who's clearly a pretty cool dude. So, and, you know, especially after you've all been on the cover of a magazine, my gosh. Have a wonderful day and call in again soon. Yes, thank you. Rowena, it's my pleasure. And on behalf of all of us veterans and first responders, thank you for your program. It's really extraordinary. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Actually brings a lump to my throat, honestly. <laughs> so, and it's, so it's for all you veterans out there. It's for healthcare professionals. It's for, with a license, it's for teachers, 
and it's for police, it's for firemen, and of course, active military yeah. as well. That's our sixth on there. And we give 25% back from our commission to you as a client, and that's a pretty big chunk of cash. Mm -hmm. We're at $770,000, I think, now given back on my little old team. Like, that's it's everybody on the team gives that money back. And if you're selling a home, you get a discount on the commission when you do CPO. So you put a little bit of money in, and by that way, CPO actually uh, saves you money when you sell your house. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we show you that too. And you do it all with less stress, and you pay less commission. So uh, thank you for that, David. And uh, I think you all should be knighted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I didn't pay you $50 or something to get you on to say all of that, did I? No, Lady Rowena. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Go off with Juliet. You have a great day. <laughs> have and a good we'll day. see you again thank soon. You again. Thank you, darling. Bye now. Thank you. Hi, Alan. Listen, How are you this morning? Where are you calling in I'm from this fine. morning? I appreciate the show and the good information you give us. Listen, uh, I just got my tax evaluation, <laughs> and uh, they increased it 100000 Oh, yeah. In reality, do you, do you have any idea what that means? And, yes. Yes. Uh, how much more money I'm going to pay? Well, I can help you out with that one. Which county are you in, Alan? I'm in North Asheville. I'm city county. So, okay, you're in the city as well. So, you yeah. and everybody else right now, um, we have had so many people pouring into us that are horrified at their tax evaluations. In fact, we even have a seller that said, Oh my gosh, we're listed below what the tax evaluation came in at. Well, here's the thing the tax evaluations have gone up. I feel like there's, a, a, I'm just going to say this, and I'll probably get into all kinds of trouble for it, but whatever. Um, I feel like there's this, a, a council button that's been pressed that says we need some more tax dollars mm. because people are outraged out there. They must be get the phone must be ringing off the hook. We are going to get the county advisor on the show to talk about what's happened with this and the ins and outs of those tax evaluations. I myself live in the city and uh, my tax value came back. I mean, everybody's just outraged about it. Do know that on your sheet there, the tax evaluation sheet, it gives you, uh, they, they do actually give you a link right there on how to challenge it. Mm -hmm. um, and they ask you why you're challenging it and just hardship isn't enough. Um, you know, you need some good reason behind you. And we would be more than happy to help you with that, Barry. If you go to mountainhomehunt.com, mountainhomehunt.com and click on contact us, throw your address over here and, and, and say, you know, why has this gone up so much? What do you think the value is? And what we can do is send you comparables against your house that will allow you to challenge it in an educated way. Does that make sense? Yes. So we'll look at what the yeah, values went, are, and then we'll challenge it based on that. Yeah, they went from 182 to 282. Can you believe that? It's 30, mm. That's thirty. That doubled on 30%. Wow. 182 to 230, did you say? Or no, 282. Whoa, it went up $100,000. $100,000 on a three-bedroom, two-bath. Yeah. Well, you know, I hate to say it, but chances are you would happily get that 282 for a three-bedroom, two-bedroom house. Maybe. Did you add any square footage? That is what could have done it. Well, I have a garage on the back, and I, somebody told me that they do these satellite uh, visuals. Yeah. So uh, if they include that as part of my house, then that's a big chunk of it. But I've talked to them before about that. But they, they won't include. They, they will include it in the value. However, your garage has probably always been there, correct? Or did you just add the garage? No, it's been there for a long time. Okay. So here's something very strange that, that might help you and, and the other listeners as well. Often this happens when we go to list a home. We say, you know, so we'll, so you can go to mountainhomehunt.com and click on sell. And I advise everyone to do that because what that does, it, there's a little button at the top that says, what's your home really worth? We don't care about the value right now because honestly, these auto valuations aren't all that. They're just not. Whether you're looking at Zester, especially in the mountains where we don't have a lot of homes that are similar next door to each other. However, I'm still going to encourage you to go to mountainhomehunt.com and click on sell. 
and just put your address in there. In seconds, you'll get a report. That report won't just give you a low and a, and a high value. It will give you a square footage on there and beds and baths. I want you to check that and see if it's correct. Because if it's not, then okay. something's going wrong in the, uh, not necessarily the tax values. It won't necessarily uh, concur with the tax values 99.9% of the fact. Uh, 99.9% of the time it will. So the the reason that's important is when you go to sell, buyers are going to be doing that, right? I'm not saying you're going to sell or anything like that, Alan, but, you know, I think it's important for people to, to realize based around your question, they're going to ask why those tax values are out there. They're also going to ask, well, wait a second, we've done all these auto valuations and it says this home is 1,200 square feet. Why is it being listed at 1,600 square feet? Well, lots of people make modifications, a bonus room over the garage. Maybe they finish out their basement. You're supposed to call, and, and we've had the director of taxes on the show before. <laughs> and I said to him, listen, you know, let's be honest here. Most people are not going to pick up the phone and call you and say, hey, I've added square footage in my basement, or I've improved the bonus room over the garage, or I've added a bathroom. Most people aren't going to do that. They're just not. Because, please, Mr. Tax Director, I want to pay more taxes. They're just not. <laughs> So often it results in this incorrect information out there that we really want to get corrected, you know, at some point or at least have an argument for what the modifications are. It's very important. We're not going to call the tax office or anything like that. And we're not required to. Um, and, and let's face it, I, I don't know anyone ever in 2,500 transactions that I know that called the tax office. Maybe they just don't know they're supposed to, to so that they pay extra taxes. I have no idea. However, most people don't, but we need a good argument for that as to why things have changed. And Alan, I'm so sorry that you're out there wondering why on earth your tax bill has gone up so significantly. That piece of paper that comes through, by the way, will tell you what your taxes are and how much they've gone up. Well, we could start a tea party here in Buncombe County, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a revolution. <laughs> well, listen, Rowena. Thank you so much. That was very helpful. I'll go and search all that out. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Alan. And don't forget, just click on the contact us in there and we'll get some comparables for you. And you can look at those all comparables right. then and intelligently go and challenge the tax appraisal on your house. So mountainhomehunt.com, click on contact us. Say, hey, spoke on the radio show. Uh, here's my address. Uh, please send me some all comparables right. and I'll be happy to do that later today. All right, my darling, right. you have a great day. God bless day. you. Have a good day. God bless Bye -bye. you too. Bye. Good morning, Don. How are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you, Rowena? Amazing. Better than I deserve, as Dave Ramsey would say. Where are you calling in from, Absolutely. Don? Marshall. From Marshall. What's the weather like in Marshall today? Oh, a little hot and muggy. I was out with my great Pyrenees and the chickens this morning, and it was, uh, it was already starting to steam up. Wait, great Py Pyrenees and the chickens, do, the, do they all get on together? They are herding dogs, do. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I protectors. It's real funny, I go out there and she's out there. We don't leave them out all the time, but she's out there laying by the coop, watching her. That's what they're, they were bred for. So they were bred to you know watch over animals, and we're getting some miniature goats here in the fall. <gasps> so, wow. What are you going to do with those miniature goats? Uh, mostly for entertainment. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and they are entertaining. So yes, they are hilarious. Fainting goats. Yeah, um, fun. Now you've got me, Don, because I'm a Capricorn. You know that. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. known as an old goat, but you know, you can have some of those little baby goats going on there. That's wonderful. Do you have a working farm, or is it a farm for fun and entertainment? Or? Nope, I've got a I've got a working farm. I had uh, kale growing until January, and then wow. by March I had uh, fresh spinach, lettuce, green onions, and got lots of tomatoes, squash. I'm getting ready to plant my fall crop of beets and oh my gosh, uh, radishes, so and you know, so. I'm coming up to see you when I'm done. Well, you guys are welcome to come out anytime. We've got, uh, I, I taught my kids last summer how to, how to can and do brining and freeze vegetables. And I just said that way, you know, I grew up in Kentucky, very self-sufficient mm -hmm. uh, on a big farm and kind of getting back to my old roots. Don't you love that? Yeah, it's, I moved from a tiny little village in the middle of nowhere, basically, in England and grew up surrounded by farms, a dairy farm and a fruit and poultry farm. And 
and a horse farm and um yeah spent a spent a lot of time on the farm i was known as the little girl that rode the cows next door because they didn't have the houses uh, or the horses at that point all the houses yeah. some houses coming in on that farm now but of course they're turning them all into housing developments these days like they do here i uh, know i know so but no we have about 12 acres and uh, it's it's, uh, it's beautiful right above the french broad river so. wow very cool very cool so, do you have a real estate question for us today, or an answer to the trivia? Uh, well, I mean, I know the, the market is, is. Do you feel like the market has peaked? Yes. Is it softening a little bit? That's an easy one. Um, yes, you know, and good old Clement Jugla back in 1860 set the economic cycle or outlined what the economic cycle looked like, and it's been seven to eleven years with uh, a few, a uh, few extended periods and a few shortened periods ever since since 1860 so it's not a question of when will there be a market correction or if there will be a market correction it's a question of when and what we're seeing right now is we are seeing some houses sitting longer and i think the main issue is that people's perceptions have changed so we're all there now for the last couple of years going oh my gosh this is so amazing it's just going to go up and up and up well, anybody, that certainly anybody over 30 will tell you that it doesn't go up and up. It's been that way since 1860. Nothing changes. In fact, the government creates it on purpose when they see inflation going through the roof. And we know that right. groceries have gone up and gasoline has gone up. I nearly said petrol. Gasoline has gone up. Car, everything's got. What do we know that hasn't gone up right now? That's what inflation That's is. And right. the main lever to control inflation is what? Done. What do they do? Uh, capitalism. Right. And inflation. And, and so we get inflation out there and they use interest, interest rates. They up right. the interest rates to actually right. trigger the start of a recession. They do it on purpose because that's right. the normal way the market folds. So there's no doubt in my mind that at some point here, we just don't know when. I do know that when it happens, it's like a light switch. It's not a gradual thing where we all go okay we can see the market softening now and then it's going to go down so but we'll just take our time and we'll sell next year and ride it out and just hope that's okay but that's okay if you don't need to move why because right. if if you need to move you need to sell it now if you don't then your philosophy would be good as a seven to eleven year strategy so think okay this house does it property whatever it is does it work for me now and is it going to work for me in 7 to 11 years' time? Because that's when our most likely peak will be next time. So absolutely keep it. Or you could rent it out and become a landlord or a landlady for the next 7 to 11 years. But put that in your strategy. Don't. I don't want everybody listening to be out there going, oh, we'll try it next year or the year after. You don't want to catch right. it going down to the trough, as we call it. That's not fun. Right, right. Yeah, I know back in the 80s we bought our first home, it was – I think we had to pay 15% interest. You know? oh. Yeah, Randy here, our producer, had one at 16% interest. And no one understands that now. You know, if you're in your 30s, you've never seen that. And 6% right. is perfectly right. normal. And now we're in the high twos. You know, it's crazy. So it's yeah, like, it really is. yeah, it's free money out there. So sorry, that was a very long, convoluted answer to do I feel like we're at the peak? Yes, I feel like we're plateauing. We're sort of bumping along the top now. We'll go down a little bit, up a little bit. I think the the danger is that uh, in a lot of people's minds, we're just it's going great, it's awesome, and therefore, if buyers are putting an offer in on a house right now, they are not putting an offer in lower than list price because they've lost out two or three times because of multiple offers. So, you know, I'm listing right now, and people are like, oh, I want to add twenty five thousand to give us a, a a bit of room please don't do that list it where it should be listed and chances are if you've got a hot property and we can help you with what a hot property is it's basically a house that's remodeled um or at least finished well and downtown anywhere you know or or got right. long range views or something like that so if you've got a hot property yes you're you're absolutely golden right now but list it where it should be don't try and go oh i'll get 20 you know put 25 on because when you list it where it should be, you're likely to get those multiple offers. It's a different way of thinking about it. Um, so, right. Yeah, it's everybody's mind, sh agents and buyers and sellers, all of our uh, mindsets have shifted to this. Oh, we're in this amazing, vi you know, uh, vital, uh, thriving market, but that doesn't last forever. 
so just figure out what's good for you seven to eleven years out if you can keep it for that or rent it out for that great if not get out and get out now that would be my advice because we're bumping along the top all right sounds good appreciate that of course all right my darling did you have an answer to the trivia or was that your question do you feel like we're plateauing Nope, I, I, that's it. Um, <laughs> I have the answer to the trivia. I, it, that would have been the Beatles. So. Yay! Not only did you ask a question that's on everybody's minds all the time right now, you got the answer, so you get the bell. How about <laughs> that? You got the bell. That's awesome. And Abby is here on her virgin episode <laughs> of the radio show, and it was her first trivia, and you got the answer. Good job done. So realestatenewsradio.com, realestatenewsradio.com. Click on I Win a Prize, and they'll all be lined up for you. Okay. All right, my uh, darling. Right. And tell me when you get those little goats in. I want to come see them. Okay, I will let you know. It'll be sometime, hopefully, in September. We'll wait until the weather cools down. Oh, so. awesome. Can't wait to see them. You need to name one Rowena, please. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll be a real that. goat. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Don. So you have a great day. All right, y'all too. Thank you so Bye. much. Mike, good morning. How are you this morning? Uh, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Where are you calling in from, darling? Uh, right now I'm calling in from North Asheville. North Asheville. Awesome. What's the weather like in North Asheville? It's drizzling a little rain. So I can tell you're not from North Asheville. Where are you from, Mike? I'm from North Asheville. Oh, you are. And I'm from South Asheville. <laughs> so I've, awesome. I've been I've been here all my life, and the last time I talked to you, I kind of sounded like Elvis Presley. Baby, thank, oh, thank you very much. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, I'm so got it. so. Can you do? You know, I was just saying to Will here that we're going to come uh, up with a jingle for him as a as a fisherman. So, can uh-oh. you do a little like uh, Elvis jingle that's got fish in it? <laughs> Uh, there, I can't think of a song that Elvis did that had fish in it. Um, well, we can just put yeah. fish I thought, in it. I thought Ro was putting me on the spot. <laughs> okay. I, thought, I thought she had two a while ago. Um, what's the, What's but, an Elvis yeah. song you, you you like to do, Mike? Oh, I could <clears throat> I could do a little love me tender, love me sweet, Ooh. never let me go. Oh, baby, thank you. Oh, that was wonderful. And then we could make it um, something like, Because I am a mild white fish, and I'm real good fried. Or something like that. See? Or something like that. Something like that, yeah. something together, yeah. 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 So tell me you're calling in to answer trivia questions. Well, I was calling in to say that y'all must have a lot of Dutch uh, courage there that today being that that is that is reduced inhibition to alcohol uh once you've consumed it but anyway um i don't know which trivia question you want me to answer but the one with a trout or the or the mountain the you know mount uh, mitchell or which one it is i'm not sure uh yeah well the tallest peak in North Carolina, absolutely, Mount Mitchell. Do you know what the elevation uh-huh. is off the top of your head? No. For extra no, credit? It's 6,684 uh, oh, wow. feet. Wow. Yeah, I would, I, once, once again, I would have failed that test in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and Randy it. Houston knows it well. Let's face it, Mike. You failed a lot of tests in high school. That's not nice. Mostly in college. Mostly in college. <laughs> so you did it yeah, okay yeah. in high school? Oh, I did great in high school. I did great in college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Randy. And then, and then I met Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All downhill from there, huh? Hey, I, f- oh, it, yeah, it, I found it, out. All the way down. I did find yeah. out about J- Dutch Courage. So it came about in the uh, Anglo-Dutch War, and it's all about uh, Geneva. And Geneva, uh, Geneva, what do they call its uh, yew trees? Geneva, or what do they make gin out of? Juniper berries. Juniper, juniper. Is that what they make yeah. gin out of? Yeah, I okay. think so. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's juniper flavored. It's a liquor in the Netherlands, 
And uh, mm. yes, indeed, Dutch courage. I, I knew it was all about getting intoxicated, but I definitely wasn't getting intoxicated. So, or oh, Dutch gin, there we go, was used by English soldiers for its calming effects before battle and for its purported oh, yeah. warming quantities on the body in cold weather. Well, gin will do that, you know. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. another version has it that English soldiers noted the bravery. <laughs> Look, this is great. Another version has it that English soldiers noted the bravery-inducing effects of Geneva on Dutch soldiers. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Get them drunk and give them a gun. And That's gin. Right. Oh my gosh! Like gin is so known as the you know English liquor. So gin was an English adaptation of Geneva. What we're learning this morning, and it would be go, wow. go on to become popular in Britain thanks to King William the Third of England, and he was William of Orange between 1689 and 1702. Who knew? So he's the one that came with orange, uh, came up with Orange Driver. Yeah, there guess. you go. And that was that was a drink back in the uh, late. Oh no, excuse me, mid 60s. There you go. <clears throat> that you that you snuck out of the house to get. Yeah. The, yes, yep. and the whole term is known as pot valiancy, which basically yep. means getting. Uh, li- I think that's what you were saying, and Randy and I were like raising our eyebrows, like what the- up. What's the- well, yeah? What's he talking? <laughs> what the heck is he talking about over there? Is what we were all doing around the table, quite frankly, Mike. Like he's, he's- yeah, especially Randy because yeah. he never heard me talk like that. Exactly, <laughs> he's like he must have got liquored up Friday night. Yeah, up. I would have said liquored up. Yeah, he got liquored up and just you know. That's- <laughs> But how funny it's bravery inducing. But yeah, who who knew these things? And it's these you know, these English things that I come out with that I have no idea they're not used in America because no one ever tells me. No one ever says well, quit gibbering on about stupid <laughs> things that we've no idea what you're talking about. It's because we're but interested. Think about in, it. When you yeah. when you see YouTube videos of people doing stupid things, aren't they usually liquored up? Well, you could be right there. <laughs> you kinda hope so. Yeah, you do. You do. You do hope so. Very often so, you so. actually hope so, yes. So, Mike, you yeah. can go yeah. to realestatenewsradio.com, realestatenewsradio.com, click on win a prize. We have Jargon for you who give away a free cocktail, one of my favorite restaurants in the mountains, and yes, it really is. They have amazing Yummy, yummy food. It's incredible. And then we've got Nettie's, okay. which is a bakery in Waynesville. And okay. we also have Sunshine Trading, which is like an aircraft hangar. Amazing big store. It's much prettier than that inside. There's a gazillion square feet that has all kinds of antiques and great things. And they have a free mask for you. Oh, and Nettie's has a pot oh, of tea wow. and scones. What a deal. I know. What, deal, right? what a deal. And, and Rand, Randy says I need the mask, I'm sure. You do. While he was, yeah, he was, we need the mask. <laughs> we, but but you have you have the face for radio. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're on the radio, Mike. That's why we're no, all on the radio. No, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking. About <laughs> uh, it's good to hear from you, buddy. It really is. Tell your family I said hello. I'll do it. Thanks for thanks for what y'all do there too. Wow, thank Appreciate you so much, you. Mike. Bye. Let's, all right. See you. See ya. Thanks. Good morning, Anton. How are you doing today? I'm okay. The, uh, I was just going to say it's a trick question. Oh. Yes. The correct answer is none of the above. Oh. Well, hmm. educate us, sir. Okay. Okay. Uh, taps, as the gentleman said, it started off in, in, in a classical song, and then it was popularized in a song that was entitled Go to Sleep. Oh. That's why it's mm. played on basis in the evening and at funerals. So, you know, it taps is the answer that, that you're looking for. But in all actuality, it's go to sleep. That's mm. very interesting. Yeah, that is. Well, I think yeah. you should have a bonus prize on there, Anton. Yeah. Where are you calling in from today? Uh, from North Asheville. North Asheville. Right. What's the weather like in North Asheville today? Oh, today it's definitely a day for coffee on the patio. Ooh, ah, sounds, yeah. sounds like a good time. I had mine on the deck this morning, looking out at the mountains. That peaceful well, time in the morning with a cup of coffee is nothing better, right? Yeah. Rowena, I got a question for you. Yes. Now, in the city of Asheville, they're allowing for uh, 
tiny homes. Mm-hmm. You know, and what do you think about this whole fad that's happening <laughs> with containment homes? The container homes or the small yeah. homes? Which ones? Well, container homes. And do you... Where, where you buy, like, two containers, throw them onto a lot, put them in a weird design, and... You know... It's it's something I'm I'm very interested in because I'm always looking at oh, alterna- alternative build processes. So it's always interesting to me. The thing I've seen, and it seems like it would be so easy, right? Because you buy these old containers; they're not that expensive, and they're metal, and you just throw them on a site and you're done. However, obviously, because they're metal, you're working with metal. So all the holes that you need in a structure for the wires to go through, for the windows, for the doors and everything else, you're not building them, you're not framing them, you're cutting them into metal. Uh, I think another really important consideration there is how old the container is. Most often you're not buying a new container, they're selling them off after they've had use and they're, you know, quite often battered and rusted up a little bit and yes i'm sure they're going to be around for another hundred years but i think look into that kind of thing very very carefully when you're thinking about building a home um there's an actually a great hgtv show on uh this young couple thought oh we'll save a bunch of money and yeah i think it took them like two and a half years or something to try and learn how to get these things in place so it's like any kind of building. Make sure you've got the right lot. Make sure you're not spending more than 15% of your entire budget. I cannot tell you how many people call us and think about building. And the first question is, what's your budget? And they say, oh, I don't know. We're just buying a piece of land now and we'll, we'll build on it some, you know, sometime in the future. Well, from experience, we're over 2,500 transactions in, I can tell you that many people never end up building. And, you know, 15 years later, they're left holding this lot or, or their heirs are left holding this lot that then we're selling. Mm-hmm. And the odd thing is, land is not very easy to sell generally. If you've got, you know, a, a lot in Hot West Asheville or something, it might be a little mm-hmm. different that's priced well. Land sits way longer than houses. So go in with an end in mind if you're thinking about buying a lot or if you're thinking about subdividing, Make sure you look at all the different ways. Look at modular homes. Modular homes have come a really long way in this country. They've been building multi-million dollar modular homes all in the rest of the world forever and a day. And here we think that they've got some kind of stigma, but they're making really fantastic modular homes now. Look at modular homes. They are built in an aircraft hangar, and therefore there's no. uh, it's much nicer for the workforce. Um, You know, the, the wood doesn't get rained on. They're speedy to build, therefore it cuts the cost. And they appraise the same as a stick-built home if it's if it's an off-frame modular, not an on-frame. It's different building codes. So all I'd say is explore all of the different building processes if you're thinking about putting a second home on your lot. Is, is that what you're thinking about, or do you think everybody's gone crazy, Anton, doing that? Well, I was just thinking that, that I agree with you that, that land... It's much more difficult to sell, and, and I, I would suspect that the price of the uh, of undeveloped land is reflective of its difficulty to sell. And yeah, you know, I'm also thinking the the housing crisis that Asheville's going through at the moment. Uh, got a lot of land over on uh, Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Drive, and yeah, you know, it runs all the way from uh, Jordan Street down to. To, to the uh, street behind Jordan, I think. Yeah, yes. And, you know, there's a house on one, but there's a big lot down in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the, 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 the way the city is zoned it out and everything, yeah, it, a nice containment home could go in there. I agree that, that they're not it's not going to be as inexpensive as everyone thinks. But it is kind of cool. Have you mm-hmm. been down to the salvage station? Yes. On Riverside? Yes. That, that's completely built out of containers. Which is amazing, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's kind of cool. And, and, yeah, you figure if you if I, if I someone was to get 14, uh, if someone was to get four mm-hmm. 14 by 20 containers, 
they could get very creative in a in a type of two-story design. Oh, and if you're interested in that, you can Google container homes, and there are some amazing designs. Uh, the ones I like are with the little courtyard inside where they build a U, basically, and yep. then the, the, the whole entire yard is kind of contained within there, and then you've got these separate wings. So, yeah, no, it's it's a really fascinating way to build i just think you know look at the considerations and look at the budget um and uh, i'm just curious how long you know what what the property value is on it you know i mean that's a good question so anything that's a really great question and i'm going to share because i think this is something that that a lot of people need to know anything that is different uh, and there's no judgment on this right because i love container homes i love modular homes i love sips homes i love all kinds of different building it's fascinating to me it's something that i explore all of the time anything that is different to what is the norm has a much harder time holding its value in general and certainly to sell so rondettes are a good example of this. You know, rondettes are the, the sort of hexagonal homes. They've probably got more sides than a hexagon, but the rondettes, everybody knows what I'm talking about. They, have, they are absolutely incredible. They build them in, in countries where there are a lot of hurricanes because they withstand the wind. They withstand the hurricanes a lot better than average stick-built homes. They're incredible homes. And... Having listed an awful lot of them, we've sold an awful lot of them. It can be trickier. Of course, I'm, you know, known as the girl that not only sells the easy homes; anyone can sell the easy homes, not the right way. But you know, um, it, it's I'm the girl that sells the more difficult to sell homes. So I've sold a lot of rondettes. It can be. It, it's it's not impossible, and it's it's not that difficult. It's just different because it's not the average home, if you like, that people see out there. Um, it's the same with log homes. Everybody thinks yeah. they want a log home in the mountains. We don't have that many log homes, which may log be even a little bit odd. Have their own problems. The strangest home I ever saw in my life it was back in the seventies. It was a professor at the University of New York in New Paltz. Mm-hmm. He poured a concrete slab. He got this huge weather balloon, <laughs> and he blew it up partially. And then he sprayed over it with some kind of insulated foam. Whoa. You'd never be able to get away with this today. <laughs> and he cut windows into the foam and doors into the foams and stuff. And it was a wild, wild-looking home. That's interesting. It's almost but like I'm a sure geodesic it, dome that's not geodesic. Yeah, it, it looked like almost like uh, a mushroom with no stem. Oh, you know? oh I have and, to look that one up. That sounds very yeah, interesting. It was a professor out of uh, the University of New York and in New Paltz, and he, hmm. he built it just outside the town of New Paltz, and in, in, in a, you know, that's rural country, and there was no zoning, mm-hmm. and, but I'm sure you could never do that today. Well, there's yurts right. going up today, you know, you see yurts for sale, which are basically glamping, I mean, it's the, you know, permanent structure, uh, very fancy tents, um, you see all kinds of things going up, and if you, you know, for anybody that's remotely interested, go Google this, you'll see a lot of YouTube videos that uh, particularly in Southeast Asia, where they're experimenting with different ways of building, uh, making wooden blocks and tapping all the wooden blocks together. And there's no nails and no structure. It just holds everything tight. There's all kinds of ways you can build. However, you know, for I I always have to go in thinking about resale, maybe because I've done 42 homes at this point. I don't know. But I have to go in thinking about resale because even though you think you're buying your forever home, the statistics show otherwise. You know, as your life changes, as those kids don't come home from college to visit you in your five-bedroom home, it can be time to move on and right-size. You know, as, as we age or we get into different chapters of our life, we look at getting rid of all this junk and moving into a smaller home and simplifying life and focusing, you know, on, on outside the home rather than inside the home. So, you know, I I always encourage people to think about resale and the timing of the resale as it, you know, runs with their own life. Of course, sometimes we just can't tell, you know, things happen in life, don't they? You should plan a show on strange homes. That's a really good idea. That's a really great idea. Yeah, I have 52 shows a year and one of those is not not, uh, 
uh, clipped for strange homes. That's a really great idea. And it's something that I explore all of the time. So um, I'm definitely not an expert, but, you know, definitely know a few of them. So, yeah, thank you for that, Anton. Thanks for calling in today. That was great. Thanks for educating us. You too. Thank you so much. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. And yourself? Wonderful. Where are you calling in from? Calling in from Weaverville. Weaverville. What do you think about wearing white after Labor Day? Uh, it don't bother me at all. I usually don't wear anything white, but I don't think it's a big deal. Well, there you go. Is that because uh, what kind of work do you do? Do you get your white all dirty and then it's not white anymore, or you just don't like white? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Good yep. for you. Do you have an answer to our trivia this morning, Steve, or you have a question or scenario you can put on? I think I think Henderson County is known for its apples. He gets as correct. Yay! And Nicole's yeah. got the bell. So, yeah, do you, you can have a bonus here. So, Henderson County is actually one of the largest apple producers in the country. Do you think it's the number 100 in apple producers, number one in apple producers, or seventh largest producers in the nation? I think it's probably the seventh largest in the nation. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And he got another money. bell. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what extra you get other than a big hug from us through the radio, Steve. What are you doing for the rest well, of the day? You. I'm working today. What you doing? I'm building houses and checking my houses. Oh. Well, that's always good. We need some houses. So can you go ahead and build them a bit faster, please? Trying my best. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a difficult t- lately. Yes. With all the issues that we're dealing with. Uh, well, it's been very difficult. But can okay. you share some of those, Steve? Can you share some of the issues that are going on as you are building houses right now with the increase in in uh, construction costs and materials costs and everything else? What have you been facing? I mean, you're at the rock face. What have you been facing in building homes? Tremendous labor shortage. Everybody mm. is short on labor. The supplies, uh, there's breakdowns in supply chains with getting materials sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, just really, to be honest with you, the number one thing is getting people to, to work. So um, if you want people, what kind of people are you looking for? And how do they contact you if they're interested in a position? So, so what categories of people are you looking for? Uh, skilled laborers, skilled, okay. skilled, skilled trades, heat and cooling, electrical, roofers, all, all are needed. Framers, you know, finishers. Demand for them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Framers. And how do you? Everything there is. Um, they can they can get through with the uh, Asheville Area Home Builders Association is probably the best thing to contact. Okay. Uh, what about if they want to contact you directly to? To uh, you know, with any positions you've got open, what, is there a website you can send them to? Like I said, the the Home Builders Association is the best because there's probably 150 builders. Yeah, part of that. So, and what's that your would be the easiest, quickest way? What's your building firm? Because I'm trying to get you some people in your building firm right yeah, now. Yeah, we've got we've got enough as our firm, but our subcontractors are what's. Oh, really I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Like you know, we sub out all of our work. Mm. So like graders, they they don't have enough people working for them. It's gotcha. hard to, it's hard to. There's not enough skilled laborers out there. All right, Steve, stay on the line. Randy's going to take your number, and we'll have a chat later on. This has been the Plain English Real Estate Show with Rowena Patton. Visit Rowena and post your questions at RadioAsheville.com or call her at 828-210-1648.